0: So this is Dr. James Liu, and uh, with uh, my co-host, Mr. Link, Nicholas Link, otherwise known as Link, uh, uh, otherwise known, known as Nick.
1: Nick Link, everyone calls me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: name? Yeah. So this is uh, it, this is exciting. This is uh, our, uh, our our video podcast first episode. So. Yeah, so I think uh, th- the first question I think a lot of people have is, uh, "What is this podcast about?" and what's what's the significance of the name? So, I, so I know we talked about the name for a while yeah. before we came up with the uh, optimist, uh, optimistic, realist, MD. And I think part of it came up because I've always been uh, consider myself as a a, a optimistic pessimist.
1: <laughs> I still like that how, how that flows.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so of course what that means is I, I always uh, hope for the best, but then I always uh, expect the worst.
1: Prepare for the worst is the way you gotta do yeah.
0: it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think I got that more from my mother, because my mother has always been more of the worry work type. So oh. so she's always preparing
1: for the worst. I'm with you there. My mom is my mom. Worries about like what she's gonna wear two days from now. It's crazy. So yeah, <laughs> it right. must be a mom's thing. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. So my so my hope is to uh, well, you know, my so so the what what the name is. Well, I'm an optimist at heart, but again, I'm also a realist. So you take you you take things that are uh, uh, a real world situation into perspective and this way you can also prepare for the worst and i and i think initially when we had this i i, I think initially had it as the optimistic pessimist and you thought that was a little bit too negative
1: Yeah, more <laughs> pessimism that i feel like could it could deter some people you know but you know some people are pessimists at heart, so you know but i like yeah. the realist the realist is like you know because unfortunately there's a lot of um pessimistic Things in realism, so kind of mm-hmm. entitles both ends of everything. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Could also call
0: it. Yeah, and and part of the reason for the name too is, uh, in in my opinion, and probably from your experience with medical culture too, is I, I just don't think it's heading in the right direction. Yeah. I, I think, I think in medicine now is that we're far too removed from the. Sort of the humanity ex, uh, aspects of medicine. Oh, I was
1: getting. Um,
0: I I I think you know from from my experience from being a uh, you know from being a physician and from your experience with your extensive experience with the with, with the, the the whole medical uh, the the medical system, mm-hmm. uh, as you can see, is uh, you know people are getting less and less significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I and I feel like even even as uh, practicing medicine now, we see patients as a disease, probably number one, that mm-hmm. we can take care of, um, and then we have to worry about how we're going to get money out of this, dealing with insurance companies. So then that's the business aspects of it, and then you know the the, the great thing about insurance companies is they've done a great they They did a really good job driving a wedge between patients and doctors mm-hmm. because now doctors also have to come directly at you to get money from you or you know what we now call deductibles yeah <laughs> so 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 this makes the practice of medicine uh it, it's becoming more of a burden. And, and I think it, it, it's with all these changes, and also with the more administrative tasks, that chronic medical record, is that doctors are, I mean, the, the physician burnout rate is is at an all-time high. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how many doctors I know who have quit medicine and done something else.
1: Because it's becoming a numbers game pretty much.
0: Right, right. Because, yeah. you know, if if it's, if it's going to be solely a business, why would I be a doctor to run a business when I can be a hedge fund manager and make and make millions more? <laughs> yeah. So. We're putting We're in, in the same number of hours, doctors
1: right? Doctors like you are in it to you know help people out. And it's these insurance companies are just making it more about turnover, patients make more money, less patient-doctor interaction. It's that, you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully we can get to fix something fixed, especially after all this going on. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so the whole the, the whole point of this podcast, and this is why I, I also, uh, I'm very grateful that you decided to do this with me, you know, start oh, this project out. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I think that this is a way to sort of tie medicine back to the basics, the mm-hmm. humanity part of it. I um, know. You know, getting the view from not just the medical side, but also getting the view from, uh, from, from, from your perspective. Yeah. Yes. You know, as as being, uh, you know, your your experience with the medical system, mm-hmm. and and also the hope is that um, is well, well, one of the things I'm also thought, you know, also would weigh heavily on my mind is uh, there there are studies that show that most doctors don't even recommend their kids being doctors. I yes. I yeah, yeah. I. I think the statistics is very disturbing. I think I think nine out of 10 doctors don't even recommend their kids becoming doctors.
1: I mean, also on top of that with the, I don't know if you had to deal with the student loans that you come out with and then, you know, I, I mean, it's competitive. So like if you want to be an orthopedic, you've got to be really freaking good to right. be successful because a lot of people want to be orthopedic. So it's, you got that yeah. aspect. And so I actually yeah. see a lot more like, a lot of my students that I teach in the medical arts field, like, I would say 75% of them, they want to do nursing or physical therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That's there. like, very few people are like, yeah, I want to be a doctor, which is sad because, you know, we still need doctors. Yeah.
0: And, and that's the hard part is because of all the effort you have to put into it, the money you put into it, is that mm-hmm. you, you really have to love your field. Yeah, you know, in order to be able to justify putting all that effort and you know financial resources into, it. you mm-hmm. know, I I'm i optimistically hoping, but of course, being a pessimist at heart is um, I'm I'm hoping that things will change, so that I can
1: you know have my kids. So I can tell them, hey, look, it's
0: great to be a doctor. Yeah, I mean, I think I, it,
1: things gotta change. They have to. Like, yeah. I can't. It, I can't see it getting any worse honestly, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh,
0: yeah, it's in certain ways it's it's very frustrating. I I think in certain ways I I mean if you look at it is yeah. not everything is that bad. It is, you know, you, it's it's still a fairly well respected profession.
1: I think it's very well respected. Like, right. Yeah. Right like when you ask me because you're someone I look up to greatly because you know only improved my quality of life so much you just worked with me like and for so many years and like they just talked to me like a normal human being to figure out like you know what would work what didn't work and you don't really get that from much doctors anymore yeah
0: um, and 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 absolutely that's, that's the aspect that i enjoy that, yeah. that's what i enjoy about medicine is i i enjoy the um the, the human interactions um Oh, just one quick thing. Uh, the the uh, reason why Nick is not here in my little makeshift studio behind me here, in my office at home, is because we are under quarantine. Because, uh, well, not we're not personally under quarantine, but yeah. the whole state is under quarantine. <laughs> because of the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, so it'd be great for you here, yeah. to, to have you here in person. In person. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah so now we, we do what what the next best thing is we can use the internet. Yeah, so one of the things I just want to touch on quickly is the sort of the goal of this podcast. Okay. The goal of this podcast is well, as I mentioned, is to bring the humanity back to medicine. Okay, get Get the get a more personalized view of medicine from myself, from other doctors. I'm hoping I can convince to come onto the, the channel here to speak with us about their 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 experiences uh, as as a doctor, also to gain more knowledge. Um, the other thing too is is to provide education for for um, for anybody who's interested in terms of uh, certain uh, different aspects of medicine uh, for my uh, for my end mostly the endocrine aspects of it okay mm-hmm. because endocrinology is sort of this mysterious field that nobody really knows what it entails <laughs>
1: <Awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is who love this endocrine system and with students hate it because when I teach it, I really go into town. With it. But it's a fascinating system because there's there's multiple ways to solve a problem. You know, it's mm-hmm. different, approaches, which is I makes it difficult. But I think that's why it's fascinating.
0: Yeah. And the, and the great thing about endocrinology is that it, it actually encompasses almost every single system mm-hmm. in the body. You know, because when, when you deal with hormones, when you deal with um, uh, these, these signaling pathways in the body is that you find that nothing is actually isolated. Everything okay. works together. Yep. Uh, for example, the, the, the thyroid, you know, one of the things I deal with a lot, thyroid, well, thyroid hormone doesn't, it's not just for metabolism, okay? You, you need adequate amount of thyroid hormone for your body to function normally. Mm-hmm. Okay, your heart needs an adequate amount of thyroid hormone to beat normally. Okay, your your kidneys need an adequate amount of thyroid hormone to filtrate or to mm-hmm. filter out any type of chemicals or or, or or liquids properly. And your gastrointestinal tract needs a certain you know the right amount of in, uh, uh, thyroid hormone to function normally. Yep. So 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 that's what I find in exciting. What I find exciting about this field is that nothing is isolated everything is together so 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 it just sort of forces you when you deal with endocrine conditions is that you're not just dealing with you know one single area of the body or one single uh, uh system but you're dealing with the whole body in general yep. okay and then and then we get somebody as complicated as you who encompasses you know everything in the endocrine textbook yeah <laughs> which Uh, which which we can get into later on too Yeah, yeah. because i yeah because i think we use i i i think very helpful um and i'm very grateful that you're willing to do this is to share your story with with people out there you you know and i
1: would i would love to because there could be someone in my similar situation and not knowing what's wrong with them like i literally felt like crap but i was just like oh this is normal because i'm working now and i'm going to be tired all the time so it's like except i had multiple symptoms (laughs) (laughs) but now if we could reach other people and like you know i'm finally at the point in my life where like i'm not ashamed of like the medications i have to take because it's it's making me normal you know it's not like anything special you know it's just unfortunate you know it's a part of my daily routine now that it doesn't even phasing
0: yeah well I mean since we're we're on that the subject so I I guess we'll we'll start from the top how how long have I how long have you have we known each other now
1: 11 years right because this is my my, yeah it's my 11th year teaching and Uh I was diagnosed right after I finished student teaching and I was at Montville so Mm. Yeah, 11 years. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, pretty, pretty much well, I definitely don't feel was,
0: that young anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you still the same, actually, so <laughs> I had the long blonde hair, remember?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we you used to have the surfer look going on. Yeah.
1: You see me through my many different phases of looks. <laughs> so, no, what happened was I think I was sick at one time, and I just went to, like, a media care center. And they were like, oh, it's been a while since you had full blood work done. Do you want to do it now? I was like... Okay, so they just did it. And then I was always into exercising and like staying fit and like all this kind of stuff. Um, but I was always like a skinny dude. I always had a hard time putting on muscle and I was like, oh whatever. That's just because, you know, like that's my genetics. So obviously, like, you know, um I was I was um I understood the endocrine system at this time. So when I got the blood work back, my first things were to go and see, oh let me see how good my metabolism is. And I went to look at my thyroid and I saw it was like like almost nothing. I was like, "What?" And then I went and saw so my testosterone was like fifty. Right. Right. Normal range is like what three hundred to nine thousand nine hundred. Um, what's measured in?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I have to take a look. Might yeah. be nanograms per deciliter. But you know, yeah. don't take my word for it. I have to take a look at it.
1: Yeah. But just as a reference, like normal is three hundred to nine hundred. I was fifty. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I was. I was working i was coming home going to sleep at like six o'clock and then sleeping through until like five the next day um and i remember you actually said to me uh, when i first came to you you said it was odd because people with this kind of blood work usually gain weight and i was kind of skinny and Mm -hmm. the reason i didn't gain weight was because i was still forcing myself to exercise every day um and i wasn't hungry so it's like literally eating like a rabbit you know i wasn't eating much so Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason. Like, the, I just never had the weight gain. Um,
0: yeah, and I and I and I remember. I think your your hormone profile also threw a lot of people off too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: because for for example, for your, uh, in terms of your thyroid, um, the 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 uh, thyroid index that we always look at is the TSH level, mm-hmm. or the thyroid stimulating hormone level. So so that's the hormone that's made in the pituitary that then stimulates your thyroid to make thyroid hormone. So if your thyroid hormone is adequate, the TSH level will be normal. Mm-hmm. If your thyroid hormone is too low, your TSH would actually go up. Mm-hmm. So it'd be higher because it's trying to stimulate more thyroid hormone production. And vice versa, if your thyroid hormone level is too high, your TSH level drops low. Mm-hmm. But in your case, your, 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 your actual thyroid hormone, your T3, T4 levels were, were almost non-existent. But then your TSH level was within the normal range. Yep. So, so I so I so I think that threw off a lot of um, a lot of doctors who had looked at your blood tests initially because they would look at your TSH and they're like, Oh, I don't know, your TSH is fine. That's saying that your thyroid is normal. Mm-hmm. You you must feel fine. You know, I think this is because you're just working too hard. Yep,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I convinced myself too, you know. Oh this is how it's gonna be from now on. I'm gonna be tired. That's my new norm. You know. But.
0: Right, right, yeah. All right. And 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 the same thing too. I mean, with your extremely low testosterone level, I I think your uh, we call the gonadotropins, the LH, the luteinizing hormone, FSH, the follicle stimulating hormone. These are two hormones that stimulate testosterone production. I think those also came back within a normal range.
1: Yeah, I think all like all the pituitary table was like a low normal. I believe
0: I right, still had these right.
1: but. I should have taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
0: I, yeah, but I think that's that's what initially threw everybody off is mm-hmm. is as we're looking at it. I was like, well, looks like your pituitary is working okay. So why are all your hormones low? Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know? both, I and, think our growth hormone was low too. I believe, right? Yeah. When we uh, check for IGF.
0: Yeah. So so all of your what what we call all your all, all of your end product hormones were low. So. Mm-hmm. Your T three T four levels are low. Your your testosterone is low. Your your uh, IGF one or the you know what 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 the growth hormone affects mm-hmm. that level was low. Yep. Um, luckily, your stress hormone level was normal, so that part didn't uh, didn't get affected. So so yeah. So so based on based on the workup is um, is is you you had. Um, uh, uh, low low pituitary you have hypopituitarism okay mm-hmm. not completely absent of activity
1: yeah
0: but absent of most of the activity so right. so i think the I, I think the only so out of the six hormones that are made in the pituitary i think you only had two that were normal mm-hmm. which was the prolactin level and the uh and and the cortisol level and everything else was low weird yeah. So, yeah. So, so thinking back to then, so what, what, what was your reaction when you first found out about diagnosis?
1: Because well, this is
0: not just, you know, this is not just telling you that your thyroid is low.
1: Yeah. Well, this I mean, is, knowing that, like, you know, I was, I had some um, in knowledge in the, re, like the, in the end because it's, uh, the, I was actually teaching at that point, when I saw those numbers, I kind of like, I almost like freaked out, you know? And then part of me was like, oh, like, I, I think I would re- my, my primary doctor was Dr. Cecilia. then, um, reached out to her and she was just like, I think she was totally confused. And that's when she contacted you to see if mm-hmm. you'd like to see me. Um, I think you even said to her, oh, he's probably just overworked and tired, and like, you know, getting <laughs> <laughs> But when you saw my numbers, you were like, oh, okay, this is weird. Uh, it, was, it was very depressing actually. Cause I just felt, I mean, especially with the um, uh, the testosterone, it felt just like less of a man, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later going on to realize that, like, you know, if I wanted to have kids, I'd probably have trouble. Um, yeah, it's like I, I t- it took a huge ego hit at first, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of hit it for so many years, like after I started taking these medications, because I almost felt like I was cheating. You know, it was, it was really a strange feeling. Um, but then I realized that I was feeling so much better. And I mean, I was doing things that like I hadn't been doing in years. I mean, like, like I was seeing progress in um, while working out, you know, my recovery is better. I had an appetite again, my thought process, just when I was teaching, I was like more on point and everything. And then I would honestly say it was maybe like as early as two years ago that I finally just accepted this and like you know would just come out and tell people be like you know I have to take this this and that mm-hmm. because my pituitary doesn't work and it's like you know it's I'm I'm accepting it now you know and right. if anything I'm very grateful for it and for finding you because you my quality of life like improved by like 150%. So yeah. I think that's a thing too like some people you know they're afraid to share that information especially you know telling someone like you have to take supplemental testosterone because you don't take it. And some, in some people, I just feel like, Oh, he's taking steroids, you know, whereas like, no, I just, I work out a lot. I eat very clean and that's why I'm in decent shape. You know, it's not because I'm taking testosterone. So I guess that could have also just been in my head too, but you know, it's just, that's, it took me, it took me years. Yeah. What? Eight years to get used to. And then finally just accepting it.
0: Yeah, and 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 that's a lot of things. You know, that's the thing with a lot of these chronic conditions too—is uh, sort of the negative stigmata associated with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, especially because when you were diagnosed, I mean, you were barely into your twenties at that time. Yeah, I think
1: I was twenty-two, maybe or not. twenty-two. 20, no, twenty-four. Started teaching,
0: so it's twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-four. So, yeah. so, so, so of course, that's the, the 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 age range that you're supposed to feel invincible.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, then, crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And then being told that your pituitary doesn't work and then you have yeah. to go on these hormones for life. Yeah. I mean, I I, I mean, I can only imagine. I can't even, well, I can't even imagine
1: what. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. um yeah. I definitely um, felt nauseated when I first found everything out. But, you know, mm-hmm. I just had to accept it and do it. I can to make myself feel better, you know. So that's when mm-hmm. I worked. And we got to that point. It took a while. We kept adjusting. Like, and you were saying like I was on like really high doses of thyroid, and I had like low normal results. it was Like I wasn't even responding to the medication almost. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh well, well, well. You're, you're, uh, you know, as I said, you're, you're the the exceptional case. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because <laughs> not only did uh, most of your pituitary not working is that you also have this rare um, this this rare condition where you also have insulin but hormone resistance
1: yeah
0: okay meaning that you're taking very high doses of thyroid hormone just to maintain a normal T3 T4 level um, you're taking a very high dose of testosterone just to be able to maintain, you know, normal physiologic functioning, yep. okay? So, so despite your, your testosterone level being sky high every time we tested, okay, the other physiologic parameters were all normal, mm-hmm. okay? So, 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 that's one thing we'll get into later, too, is, is the uh, reaction we got from the insurance companies.
1: Yeah,
0: but <laughs> well, yeah. well, we tried to convince them of all these things. Oh gosh, so... you wrote And
1: oh, and then yeah. like you know, taking the same medication for five years, and I get letters like, "Oh, you got to take this medication now." I'm like, "What? Why?" And yeah. then yeah, that's the story.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so how how did your uh, family take on the news?
1: It was really just um, my sister and I. Um, she was kind of like concerned at first, you know, and. Uh, but it was more my mom, like she just didn't know like why it happened. And then I know a couple of other years after that, my sister actually got diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So mm-hmm. now we're both thinking it's just probably a genetic thing. And my I think my mom's hormones are all never. I don't think they were that. I think she had a hard time getting pregnant, but I don't know if it was like hormonal stuff. But um, yeah, like we just both think it may be genetic now. But like my my mom just felt bad for me, you know. But um, mm-hmm. she just you know. She did what she could. She she was there to support and comfort me, you know. And that was about it. And like was right. wondering like like why this happened, you know. But I mean, the way I look at it, it, it could always have been worse, you know. So it's it's not that bad. So so I think we're good. Yeah. With it. yeah. Well, well,
0: I I think you I I think you came a long way. You know, yeah, I think you came a long way in terms of you know dealing with dealing with everything, dealing with you know taking all these different hormones on a on a daily basis
1: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, as I said I you know that's that's what it is at the end of the day I got to do a little bit extra to feel normal you know
0: mm-hmm so. yeah I guess now it's more routine for you
1: oh yeah totally it's like yeah it's like the first thing i do like i i wake up like a half an hour earlier normally now just to take my thyroid because you have to have that half hour with like you know no coffee or anything right. and it's like yeah it's 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 like my body knows when to do it <laughs> so right right yeah.
0: right now now how has this affect your relationship with other
1: people um your coworkers no coworkers and friends It was like students, i just yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. My students, I'm actually so if they watch this, this is gonna be their first time actually hearing everything that like I have going on with me. But I do tell them, you know, with the, with the thyroid and everything, um, but I don't disclose all the information. But I think you know, starting next year when I teach the undergrad system, I'm going to just tell them everything because it's like there's nothing yeah. really, out, you know. Um right. And if anything, like, when we we're talking to Rob, he was like, it makes you seem like more of a like a real person, right? So right. Right. Yeah. Um, meaning like i definitely don't have myself all together you know <laughs> so but as far as um what it affected me the most was probably in dating you know because mm-hmm. um i mean for years i wouldn't tell them anything you know but when i got comfortable with it and then i had a relationship and we got close i would disclose this information and then the bad thing with the dating thing is because you know i probably can't have kids and then if I'm dating someone who wants them, that's, that was the most problematic area I would say I ran into. But as far as friends and family now, like, I mean, there was just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have some friends that don't even know, you know, so it's, you know, didn't really affect that area.
0: Well, I, I, I think we have to bump that, 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 that thought of, of not being able to have kids because, you know, we, we were able to try some things that seemed to yeah. work out pretty well in that aspect.
1: With the H C G so that's that's reassuring. So if I ever did one essential. Yeah. 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 Well
0: while you're still single, so I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people out there that are interested in your love
1: life. (laughs) Should I give that my number? No. (laughs) Just
0: post it on the screen.
1: (laughs) Although I think Dating is virtually out of the question for anyone at this time. <laughs> do a virtual dating.
0: <laughs> hey, most uh, of all, I I'd say ninety percent of dating is done on the internet, anyways. This is true. This is true. I mean, it's very, true. very, very few people actually go out to to meet people now.
1: You know, yeah. Most, so I mean, you meet people. someone online, you gotta eventually go out and meet them in person, you know. And I'm a I'm a type of person I'd rather do it sooner than later. Like I, I don't want a pen pal, you know. So right. But, right. Right. Um, but yeah. So like really at, at times like these I'm like I'm not even going to look because it's like how long am I going to have to wait 3 months from able to meet someone new you know yeah coronavirus so who knows
0: yeah. yeah so so what challenges are you still having now you know with 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 your you know with the pituitary with the hormone resistance
1: well the biggest thing um that I realize is that I get to a certain time at night and like I literally, it's like a light switch, I just crash, you know? And I'm really assuming it's just because the thyroid just like, you know, gets low because that's one thing I take every day. Um, <laughs> but believe it or not, my sleep has improved greatly, you know, so that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, and I would say the other thing that you and I recently overcame was just doing the injections, you know? Mm-hmm. so. I was doing in thigh, the intramuscular injections, I would just be in pain for like three days afterwards, you know. And now um, we're splitting the dose and doing it subcutaneous. It's like the the best thing ever, like what was life changing. So that was Mm -hmm. one thing I really hated and always got anxiety doing it. And if I would get a blood vessel and get the pulmonary embolism and which I think I got a few times because I got the tight chest and, you know, shortness of breath for like, you know, five minutes and then it went away. just that, it was, yeah, that was the biggest burden. Everything else is just like, it's subcutaneous, and then popping a pill, it's it's fine, you know.
0: Well, let's talk about my least favorite topic, the uh, insurance companies. Yeah. <laughs> so so
1: we've had a lot of fun with the insurance companies over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to a point where I think you were on the phone screaming and yelling at them, right? And they still weren't listening.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's part of the frustration of medicine. Is, is now, you know, insurance companies have more and more say into how you treat your
1: patients, and it restricts you. Yeah,
0: right, right. So, you know, when I, what, why, for, 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 those of the you don't know, who don't know, is I ran an endocrine practice for about seven or eight years. And uh, eventually, I had to sell it because of the changes in the um, in, in the healthcare system. Uh, but one of the the frustrating things, well, when when I sold my practice, a lot of patients asked me, "It's like, well, don't you miss being your your own boss?" Well, and I and I look at them and I tell them, "Look, I haven't been my own boss in years." Okay. I, I have multiple bosses. I have all these insurance companies that are telling me what I can prescribe or not prescribe, what I can do for my patient or not do for my patient. So yeah, so so so, so in a way for me it doesn't seem like it's that big of a change, you know, selling my practice to a group practice and having an actual boss versus having your own practice. And having multiple virtual bosses. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I mean, these companies are making it hard on both doctor and patient's end. It's, it's you know, it's insane. So,
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I remember some of the reviewers I've spoken to in, in your situation when I'm trying to discuss or, or, or have them understand your medical condition. Most of them sound clueless. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on, and, um, and 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 most of the time, when I, especially with the testosterone, I think that's that's usually the the, the sore point with all these insurance mm-hmm. companies, is uh, what well, trying to explain testosterone resistance to the insurance company is. I I, I don't think they even have that definition, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 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 their company <laughs> <Yeah>. guideline.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just look at the numbers so
0: right right so so they see your numbers and they see these you know sky high testosterone levels and they automatically assume that you're abusing testosterone Mm -hmm. okay which which i can say you know based on your other parameters there's no indication that your body is getting too much yep okay so yeah so, so so these are the challenges i think we have to overcome i think you know, one one of the frustrations with medicine is that this sort of loss of—I well, wouldn't say loss of power—but it's it's really, you know, you, you you go through all this training and you're trying to do whatever is best for your patients, and you're meeting these obstacles and people telling you that, well, you can't do this because your patient doesn't fall into our parameters for these treatment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and you're sitting there going, well, well, who who set these parameters? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they want you to follow like a cookie cutter approach to all these um right. all your patients. where it's like, you know, I mean, everyone knows that everyone responds differently to medication. So it's it's right. yeah. I'm controlling like what you can. That's the bigger picture, you know. It's even, no, you can't give this for X, Y, and Z when you know that it might actually help the patient. For example, mm-hmm. I was um we were talking about uh taking genotropin for what probably like six years I would say now and then I get a letter the other day saying um, oh you got to take this one now because your is going up to $25 instead of ten and this one is cheaper and then when I called the pharmacy they were confused because the one that I wanted me to switch to is actually more expensive so right that means that they probably have some kind of deal with my insurance company for them to use their products even though it's more expensive yeah. and then the whole thing with the testosterone like Given a hard time, like testosterone is cheap, you know, it's not that expensive. And then right. it's the hard time that they give. And then, what, oh, then we just had to switch thyroid medication recently. All right. So I was right. taking Armor Thyroid for that had to be like since the beginning, right? I think we tried levothyroxine first for like a year and then we went to Armor, something right. like that. And then, uh, what was it, two months ago? I think I got a letter like, oh, yeah, we're not covering this anymore. You got to find something else that's under the whatever list that. They will approve and it was just like it's just like you're dealing with like people's quality of life here are you just making these split decisions and be like oh you can't take this medicine that's you know making you function anymore find something else <laughs> it's like yeah
0: very- yeah so yeah so that's one of the challenges one of the challenges is as a, as a you know as a doctor now is that you're a lot of times I feel like we're, we're just fighting for things yeah you know, in the, in, the, in the, instead of actually treating people and recommending treatments, we're fighting <laughs> to we're fighting to support I mean, our recommendations. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, thankfully, like, I didn't really notice much difference with uh, your thyroid medication, so that was a good thing.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Uh, but 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 that was one of the reservations I have. Yeah. You know, when I, when I send out the new prescription, I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> I'm gonna get a call I'm gonna got a call in two weeks that he's gonna feel terrible, but yeah yeah, but 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 luckily, it's working
1: out, yeah, so far so good
0: yeah so so, what are your hopes that we can do with this uh this channel going forth?
1: Well, my biggest thing is just you know kind of just getting this information out there, like even what I just disclosed about myself and maybe someone having similar feelings and they, they didn't know what's going on with them and they may have something similar to rise because you even told me you've seen hypopituitarism on the rise lately um, mm-hmm. for you diagnosing so there's people out to that you know they just don't know it, this information may help them so and yeah. also let you know at home stuff we can do that like you know that doesn't involve like getting medication you know certain techniques to just make the body work better, like you and I keep talking about, you know, boosting the immune system, try to get exercise every day to like, you know, not get sick from this virus. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, like little simple things that people just they don't know about, you know? And like right. like so many people still think like fat free, like the fat free Danish or something is better for you, but they just jack it up with sugar and it's actually worse for you. So like <laughs> things like that we could just get out there, you know? So well.
0: Yeah. And I and I think the main thing is 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 you know, self-education is, is yeah. really just to get the that message out there that people can start gathering more information for themselves so they can start making a better decision yeah. for themselves. And I, you know, I mean, if, even if you look at nutrition, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get a good friend on the, on, 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 the, on the, you know, for an interview about nutrition, but even nutrition is very confusing. What experiment I did myself was on on a long weekend. I decided to pull up every single um, documentary on Netflix about nutrition.
1: Oh, that's so So conflicting. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I pulled up maybe seven or eight of them, and I just had it running all weekend just to see what, what people are, what type of message people are getting out there. And it's extremely extremely confusing because Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you have one documentary saying that you should eat only a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because this is how, this is how nature intended you to eat. And this is how your body functions. And then you, and then you look at another documentary and they're boasting, you know, the uh, more of the ketogenic or paleo diet with high protein, high fat. And, and, and then that how, um, Vegetables, you know, certain vegetables contain certain substances that can actually damage your gut lining. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, well, as as a general public, you don't you don't know which who to believe in. <laughs> you sure. know, because sure. <laughs> you're because you're getting all these conflicting uh, uh, information out there. So, you know, that's 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 one thing too. Is yeah. is 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 one thing is to maybe make sense of this, you know, how, how people decode this a little bit better, help yeah. them understand what, what it is that con- constitutes a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Which goes beyond, you know, just nutrition, you know, mm-hmm. of course it has to be everything, nutrition, sleep, hygiene, mm-hmm. uh, exercise, yeah. um,
1: I just recently got into meditation. I feel like that's an excellent thing for yeah,
0: people to do. Yeah, just yeah, men, yeah. mental well-being. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. which which is another big thing because now there are more and more evidence that your thought process actually influences your health.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, you know, so, so 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 that's an interesting feel. well mm-hmm. with more negative thought processes are less healthy than people who stay more optimistic yeah so 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 that's what i'm doing I'm, I'm starting to work more on my optimistic side <laughs> and decreasing the
1: pessimistic side yeah the realist side we call the realist side
0: yeah the realist yeah. side uh oh look time passes very quickly We're already almost at the one hour mark, but
1: oh look uh, at this up on my lap. Oh (laughs)
0: look.
1: Yeah.
0: It's your new cat.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's her name? Pepper. Pepper.
1: Pepper. (laughs) Black like pepper, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, but again, I'm I'm very grateful. I'm I'm very grateful and I'm very happy that you're willing to uh, step on board. Oh, it's an honor that you asked me. Are you kidding me? So yeah, yeah. Help me with this project. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. No problem. You know, I, 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 think I think you should be the case study for every endocrine student out there. Because yeah. <laughs>
1: I, because so- I, because
0: uh, I think, because I think if they, because I think if they, I, I truly think if they understand your your, your condition fully, is that mm-hmm. it? It basically covers ninety percent of the textbook.
1: It does. <laughs> <It> really does. <laughs> I think everything. Whenever I teach it to my students, I'm like, I think I'm like, oh, so this is what to means They're like, is, how many things are wrong with you? I was just like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. It's been fun. Till next time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We had fun, and I we will uh, come up with better ideas for uh, for everyone down the line. Awesome. All right. Take care. Stay safe.
1: Optimistic realist. Optimistic realist. We're, We're,
0: at. At. All We're right. out. All right. Take care. Bye.